0: friend. Welcome to the Church Tips Podcast. I'm Dick Hardy, and we are here with my friend Jeff Deal from the great state of Minnesota. Jeff, say hi to everybody.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing?
0: We're rolling along here. We uh, have uh, uh, made a connection here over the last number of months and uh, embarked on the creation of the Worship Leadership Course for Church University. And uh, Jeff, has I, I, I was there when he uh shot all the videos and created the content is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm telling you, every pastor, every worship leader is going to want to grab the church uh, or the uh, worship leadership course. Um along with the course itself, we created a couple of PDFs, some free PDFs that we think will be very helpful to you. The first is the uh the worship pastor's guide to uh navigating generational and cultural gaps and uh great piece Uh, very comprehensive, that would help you in that navigation. The second is the Worship Pastor's Guide to Honoring the Lead Pastor. Uh, I think you'll find that very, very helpful. Uh, Both of those we'll reference here at the end, how you can access those. But uh, we want to jump in today uh, on the topic of working with production. So everybody sees the singers, everybody sees the band, but then there are these guys and gals back there, generally, um, that are making all this happen, the production people. So, uh, give us a jump start on that, Jeff. Uh, how, how should we be uh, thinking about this going forward?
1: Well, you know, if you're a worship pastor or a worship leader watching this, then you know some of the challenges that can you can face when dealing with your production team, and you know that there's some potential tension there that the production team sometimes, you know, looks at us like a bunch of divas. You know, they're like, oh, those divas again. Oh, they're always whining and complaining and, oh, oh you know, all that. And there's there can be some tension, and we want to try to alleviate that tension. We want to try to bring everybody together yeah. as a part of one team. So that's really what we want to talk about in this episode.
0: Yeah, that's good. You know, along those lines then, what should you communicate um, – uh, with your production team about rehearsal, specific. Yeah.
1: Well, interestingly enough, there could be a question for those watching whether or not they would even have their production team there. Now, typically, if you're having a rehearsal, you're going to have to at least have a sound engineer. Um, but it could be that once they get that going, they have other responsibilities and they leave. I personally think it's best if you have your entire production team there. Lighting, uh, lyric operator, you know, uh, sound, all those people. Now. We can't always afford that. We can't always get those people there. Maybe it's a lot to ask. We understand that. But if it's possible, it's amazing if you can have all that team there, so that the lyric operator can also practice. We like things to be in rehearsal, like they're gonna be on Sunday morning. Exactly. And so, if the lyric operator's not there, it's different for the team as they lead worship. If there's a confidence monitor or whatever, you know, if there's no lyrics versus there being lyrics, uh, but being allowing for that. For, for everything to be worked out. You know, the engineer is able to get a feel for what the mix is going to be like. And the lighting person is able to get the lighting going, all that stuff. So it definitely is best if we can have everybody there and on the same page. And I would say, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before and some of the things I've shared, is that when we gather together as a team at the beginning, we would call all the production people up with us uh, on the stage. We would gather in a circle together as one team. Team, right. We're all together. And you would emphasize that so that you're breaking down those walls. And then I would also find moments that are genuine moments to be able to be complimentary uh, to your production people uh, just randomly, sporadically in a rehearsal, maybe even uh, in a public moment like on a Sunday morning or that type of thing you know you think of what happens if you go to the theater and then a lot of times at the end you know all the people come out all the actors and all that they come out and they bow and everything but then they always take their hand and they extend it up to the production people up, up top, you know, and everybody applauds them, you know? And so I don't know that there, that wouldn't be something you would do every Sunday morning, but, but there could be a moment or two that would really encourage people for you to do that.
0: Well, and I like what you said about, um, I don't know if you use the term you have in some of these past episodes of the, the huddle, the thing that yeah. happens up there and the first part of the service, um, and, uh, certainly explaining the why to have them up there is they are so valuable. <laughs> To to prove how valuable they are, one thing goes wrong, and what happens in the whole church when one thing goes wrong? Everybody's head turns, yep, back to those production people. So, uh, the best production people, that I'm sure, want to never be seen uh, on these because they want to just do a good job. That's right. Of, That's uh, right. Uh, doing yep. what they what needs to be done. For.
1: I, I would also encourage along those lines. Uh, this does happen sometimes. Um, I think it probably happens a little more with lead pastors. Uh, I would encourage you, if you're a lead pastor, be real careful with correcting uh, the sound and production team or kind of berating them on the microphone. Uh, Because, man, there are some tense moments that happen, right? The mic's not on, and it's not on for the 1400th time, you know? And so it's easy to kind of throw them under the bus. And sometimes it's actually us. We forgot to turn the mic on. We forgot to turn our pack on, those types of things. So be real careful not to throw the production people under the bus, because we really want to build those relationships. And that is one of the things we could do in our moment of feeling insecure. And that's what this really is, right? In our moment of feeling insecure, because everyone's watching us and the mic's not working or something's not working. We don't want to bring them down uh, during that moment, right? We want to do whatever we can to fix the problem, but we can talk about it after the service if necessary. But be careful what you say on the mic publicly.
0: Well, I think you referenced, uh, I think it was just in an off-camera conversation we had, The, 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 the nature of production people are frequently as different than the people on stage in terms of, they're introverts, they're task-oriented. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about that in terms of how you talk with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're, uh, you know, I I think they're less, they're not as easy to read sometimes. Uh, and of course, you're, we're very much generalizing here, right? Uh, but we've got to be careful because we want to understand that just because they're quiet doesn't mean that they're passionate. But it might actually require you stepping into that relationship and being more vocal than they might be, right? It might be it might be you putting your arm around somebody and saying, Man, I'm just so thankful that you're here. Bring that encouragement, even when you're not feeling it coming from them. And I think that Again, I I don't want to put everybody in the same box here because there are certainly some outgoing sound production people and and there are some introvert uh, musicians and all that too. But, but just make sure that you're sensitive and you're aware of your production team, that you don't put more emphasis on the musicians and singers than you do on your production team. Because your job as a worship leader is not just to deal with the music. It's to deal with the whole picture.
0: Yeah, no, exactly right. How do you include... Um uh, production people in your worship decisions, or or do you?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, if there are things that, well, here, here's what I'll say: there's not you, there's not a lot of crossover there as far as like, hey, um, you know, sound engineer, do you think we should use a C chord in this chorus? You know, if there are musicians, then sure, you could you get some opinions from them, but. What I would do is I would encourage you to give your production people the floor at the beginning of your rehearsal a few times. Now, again, this might be something you do at a team night, which would be a separate time where we're doing some training. But what I'm saying is a lot of, a lot of times the, the sound people, the tech people, they might get frustrated with us about maybe mic technique. They might get frustrated with us. The lighting engineer might get frustrated with us. The way that we stand, we're always in the shadows. We're not where the lights are, you know, we're stepping too far forward or we're out of the camera shot or we're, you know, whatever those types of things. And so what would be great as opposed to just uh, them being frustrated and us not doing it right would be potentially to have a moment of a short training. And you get the sound engineer ahead of time. You talk to him about this. Hey, can you give us a, a five to 10 minute presentation for the whole worship team about mic technique yeah hey lighting director could you give us a few pointers about what these little X's are on the stage and where we're supposed to line up you know give them the floor and you'd be tempted to be the one to communicate it well i'll just tell them but no give those people the floor to be able to talk about what they're passionate about
0: Mm -hmm. oh that's good that is so good you know this this stuff you're talking about with production is so practical uh and it's right where we live uh whether worship pastor lead pastor uh, and it all—it's uh, all part of the team to uh, really make the worship experience the best it can be. <clears throat> yes. Give us a hitch up on this, Jeff. We've covered a lot of territory. What do you want the viewers and listeners to to hear from what we talked about?
1: Well, again, I just want to emphasize the idea of team because this is so important, right? We've got to. I think so often we, in our minds, we might. Say, okay, in my brain, I'm the leader. 80% of my job is with the worship team, the musicians, the singers, and 20% is with the production. Now, obviously, there may be more things for you directly to oversee in the musical side of things, but I want to encourage you to even that out a little bit more and put more emphasis in, especially to the people that are on your production team because they are so valuable, and you need to train them up, love them up, Bring them into the fold.
0: That is so good. Um, When I think about what can happen when all the production elements flow together with what the worship leader and the lead pastor want to have done, beautiful things happen. The Holy Spirit moves, and uh, you can sit and say, well, I mean, the Holy Spirit moving on those production, believe me, and you would agree that yeah. happens and you watched it happen
1: in so, fact i would even say dick that you would encourage your sound production people that there is an anointing on their lives as well no, right no. we don't talk about this right we think that the singer or the
0: lead pastor oh, they are the only so, ones that, no, that was so anointed no right Maybe right. thats Yes. I want
1: to encourage you to increase in your anointing as a mix engineer, increase in your anointing as a, a lighting director, increase in your anointing as you lead the, and scroll through the lyrics and all those things. Like God will use each person on the tech team in their anointing and he will use them as worship leaders.
0: No, that's good. That's good. Jeff, thanks very much, man. This has been very, very good. I so appreciate the uh, uh, the content that you're providing for us. Uh, We want to, again, remind the viewers and uh, listeners uh, to pick up uh, uh, either one or both of the PDFs uh, that are there in the show notes. Uh, The the first one is the Navigating uh, Generational and Cultural Gaps. Just go to leaders.church slash gaps. And the other is uh, worship leaders uh, honoring their lead pastor. And that's leaders.church slash honor. So slash gaps and slash honor. And um, we'd uh, certainly love to be able to get those to you. And keep your eye peeled uh, for the uh, worship leadership course. We, Jeff and I are so excited for it. You're going to hear more and more about that in the, as the days keep coming along. And uh, if you're a lead pastor, you're a worship leader, you're going to want it. I'm just telling you right now, you're going to want it. So again, thanks again, Jeff. Uh, really appreciated hanging out with you. Uh, make it a great day today and be blessed. Thanks. Hey, Jonathan here real quick before you go. Everything in your ministry rises and falls on
1: your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the leaders.church membership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you'd like to do that, I want to invite you to go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.